Hello, my name is Henneke Watkis-Porto and welcome to My Daily Devotion, a daily bite-sized podcast for those wanting to enrich their souls and forge a deeper relationship with God. It is pure, unpretentious and raw, which flows from the heart, fostering gratitude, peace and a sense of abundance. It is episode 467 of my daily devotion and I am venturing out on reading Joel chapter 1 today. And it begins this way. The word of the Lord that came to Joel, son of Pethuel. Hear this, you elders, listen, all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this ever happened in your days or in the days of your ancestors? Tell your children about it and let your children tell their children and their children the next generation. What the devouring locust has left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust has left, the young locust has eaten. And what the young locust has eaten, the destroying locust has eaten. Wake up you drunkards and weep. Wail all you wine drinkers because of the sweet wine, for it has been taken from your mouth. For a nation has invaded my land, powerful and without number. Its teeth are the teeth of a lion, and it has the fangs of a lioness. It has devastated my grapevine and splintered my fig tree. It has stripped off its bark and thrown it away. It has stripped off its bark and thrown it away. Its branches have turned white. Grieve like a young woman dressed in sackcloth, mourning for the husband of her youth. Grain and drink offerings have been cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests who are ministers of the Lord mourn. The fields are destroyed. The land grieves. Indeed, the grain is destroyed. The new wine is dried up and the flesh and the fresh, fresh oil fails. Be ashamed, you farmers, wail, you wine dressers, over the wheat and the barley, because of the harvest of the field, because the harvest of the field has perished. The grapevine is dried up, and the fig tree is withered. The pomegranate, the date palm, and the apple, all the trees of the orchard have withered. Indeed, human joy has dried up. Dress in sackcloth and lament, you priests, wail, you ministers of the altar. Come and spend the night in sackcloth, you ministers of my God, because grain and drink offerings are withheld from the house of your God. Announce the sacred fast. Proclaim a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the residents of the land at the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Woe because of that day, for the day of the Lord is near and will come as devastation from the Almighty. Hasn't the food been cut off before your eyes? Joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seeds lie shriveled in their castings. The storehouses are in ruin and the granaries are broken down because the grain has withered away. How the animals groan. The herds of cattle wander in confusion since they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep and goats suffer punishment. I call to you, Lord, for fire has consumed the pastures of the wilderness and flames have devoured all the trees of the orchard. Even the wild animals cry out to you, for the river beds are dried up, and fire has consumed the pastures of the wilderness. This is the word of the Lord. 
and we honor it by saying thanks be to God. Now, today I want to do something a little different. I want to go to commentary on um, Joel chapter 1 and see, uh, let's see, chapter 1. And bear with me a little. I'm just kind of going through the on the internet and I'm taking through I'm going to read through a concise comment commentary on Joel chapter 1 from Matthew Henry Henry's Bible commentary and look at Joel 1 1 to 7 the most aged could not remember such calamities as were about to take place armies of insects were coming up on the land to eat the fruits of it it is expressed so as to apply also to the destruction of the country by a foreign enemy and seems to refer to the devastations of the chaldeans god is lord of hosts has every feature at his command and when he pleases can humble and mortify a proud rebellious people by the weakest and most contemptible creatures it is just with god to take away the comforts which are abused to luxury and excess. And the more men place their happiness in the gratifications of sense, the more temporal afflictions, the more severe temporal afflictions are upon them. The more earthly delights we make needful to satisfy us, the more we expose ourselves to trouble. Commentary on Joel 1, 8 to 13. Let's continue. All who labor only for the meat that perishes will sooner or later be ashamed of their labor. Those that place their happiness in the delights of senses, when deprived, when deprived of them or disturbed in their in the enjoyment, lose their joy, whereas spiritual joy then flourishes more than ever. See what perishing uncertain things our creature comforts are. See how we need to live in continual dependence upon God and His providence. See what ruin, ruinous work sin makes. As far as poverty occasions the decay of piety, um, pity, and starves the cause of religion among a people, it is a very sore judgment. But blessed are the awakening judgments of God in rousing his people and calling home the heart to Christ and his, and his salvation. And the final portion, Joel 1, 14 to 20. The sorrow of the people is turned into repentance and humiliation before God. With all the marks of sorrow and shame, sin must be confessed and bewailed. A day is to be appointed for this purpose, a day in which people must be kept from their common employments that they may more closely attend God's services. And there is to be abstaining from meat and drink everyone had added to the national guilt all shared in the national calamity therefore everyone must join in repentance when joy and gladness are cut off from god's house when serious godliness decays and love waxes cold then it is time to cry unto the lord the prophet describes how grievous the calamity see even the inferior creatures suffering from our transgression and what better are they than beasts who never cry to God but for corn and wine and complain of the want of the lights of sense? Yet they're crying to God in those cases 
shames the stupidity of those who cry not to God in any case. Whatever may become of the nations and churches that persist in ungodliness, believers will find the comfort of acceptance with God and acceptance with God when the wicked shall be burned up with indignation. And this is commentary, as I said, from Matthew Henry's um, Bible commentary, and it is a very concise, because usually the commentaries are very long, right? So we look at, we see a plague of locusts, we see all sorts of people are called to lament it, and we see that they look, they are to look to God. And we are living in the 21st century now, and we can obviously see that calamity comes in so many different forms. Um, at the at the end, toward the end of 2019, we saw the plague of the pandemic hitting um, our world, hitting um, hitting us uh, before it began to spread to other nations, and of course, um, well, hitting some parts uh, first in in Wuhan, China, and then we know it went to, um, expanded into Italy and other parts of Europe, the U.S., and so now, um, just I'm thinking just a few countries of this world who um that have not experienced the pandemic and i don't remember what those countries are but i know that there are a handful of countries um based on their their methodologies have not seen um any any um cases of the pandemic or even if they had very few but there are few countries right so for the most part the world and that's why it's a pandemic because um it expands beyond the border of just a few countries and has hit the entire globe so we see that we're in a space now where there is danger, there's calamity, and we need to call out to God. For whatever the reason this pandemic is, we don't know, you know, and we're not going to play God and say, hey, it's because of X, Y, and Z. We don't know. But one thing we are reminded of is Romans chapter, um, oh gosh, Romans is one verse eight. All right, I don't remember what, where it is. But all things, I know it's in Romans, all things work together for good with they that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, right? Are called according to his purpose. So it is working for our good. I mean, we look and we say, how can such a horrible thing that is taking the lives of many and has taken the lives of many and has, um, you know, caused many others, millions of others to be critical, critically ill, how can that work for good? Well, I mean, even for me, I can see where we're in, in, in instances where people would not give what I do a second thought, like, you know, podcasting. Um, I see companies know that I'm, I'm getting contracts and contracts to, to do, um, produce podcasts for companies, you know, and that's just one thing because just in 2020 alone, close to 900 thousand new podcasts um started right uh and so the awareness of what a podcast is and how it can um you know how companies or corporations can leverage it to further their marketing goals marketing and other business goals it is it is clear that the pandemic has created opportunities and there are so many other opportunities that are created and opportunities um for for you know for us to go um, what does go mean in the Great Commission? doesn't mean that you leave Jamaica or Cayman and go to South Africa um, or Kenya or Nigeria, wherever. It simply means that you stay from the comfort of your home, your office, and wherever, and you still, and, and you become a missionary, you become um, an evangelist. 
So there are so many other opportunities that have come out of this um, curse, what we see as a curse. But there's a blessing behind every every curse is a blessing. At the end of every um, end is a beginning, right? And it's all about perspective. So we want to thank God in all circumstances, as the word reminds us. So God, we thank you that in all in all things we can still give you thanks in all things we can still praise you in all things we can still honor you in all things god you are with us you will never leave you have never left you will never leave us nor forsake us you'll never give us more than we can bear for everything that you allow to happen in our lives in the lives of our loved ones god it is as a result of a plan god we can't see your plan and it makes no sense sometimes in the human understanding. But we know, God, we know, we know that your plan is big. Your plan is good. And so, God, give us a heart to trust you. Oh, God, that we have confidence in you so that we can be rooted and grounded. Rooted and grounded. We thank you, Lord, that we can be rooted and grounded in you no matter what. So things may be happening around us, but we will not be phased. We will not be shaken. We will not be moved, but instead we'll be rooted and grounded. So God, bless us, you pray. Bless this world. Bless God. Bless our efforts as we go through the day and to, uh, in our vocations, in our purpose. Father, I pray that whatever we've, you've called us to do, let us do it with all our heart. So at the end of the day, you will be glorified. You'll be pleased with us. And God, we will be careful and mindful to give you the praise in all circumstances. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And this has been my daily devotion. I'm Henika Watkins Porto. Catch me at henikawatkinsporto.com for all other things that I'm involved with. See you soon.